So back in the first episode, I said Philip was not going to be on this podcast. Apparently, I lied. All right, I'm back and I got Philip with me. I'm here. Philip is not supposed to be here. I'm breaking the rules, man. I'm already like, you're here in episode four, and I said in episode one, you weren't going to be here. What is this place? And what's really funny is this is the third time we've started this episode. Yeah. So we've recorded and false step three times. Yes. Adam's fault. Oh, man. Engineering IT failure. Man, it's funny. But anyway, so um, <laughs> let's just dive right back into what we were saying. So let's start off by defining Matthew 18. We want to define that. Yeah. Matthew 18 says, if you have a problem or an offense with your brother, you go to them in private one-on-one, try to resolve issues for reconciliation. If that fails, you go and get another second party or actually call it third party person that is respected, that is, um, you know, of a, of a high Christian caliber of standard they come in to try to mediate and, and be an arbiter in that you know uh, effort to resolve. And then uh, if that fails, then you take the person before the congregational body, more of like to the church, to try to still reach reconciliation. If that fails, then there is a departing, uh, a discontinuing of fellowship, a separation, if you will, right. at that point. Right. And, and it's just so weird because we've already recorded this, but we had a mistake and we had to They don't know it. that. So this, everything's new. Right. So anyways, what that is working toward is to not have that situation like we were talking about um, of uh, the knife in the back, stabbing each other in the back. So if you go to somebody directly, like the Bible says, and say, I have this issue with you, it keeps you from going to other people and saying, I don't like that guy, blah, 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 and gossiping. And so that works very, very well. That's why the Bible says go to them. So with that said, we were talking about, and I feel bad now because you went on like a six minute rant on the first recording of this about how great of a friend I am. Yeah. You lost (laughs) all that. I'm not doing that again. I know. Yeah, so. And I literally they have no idea what you're talking about right now. It's so funny, man. But yeah. anyways, we this just is the third this. recording because he had the wrong setting. But anyway, I'm trying to get back into it. But anyway, so um, so we, you and I had this history. We had this historic fallout, and Josh and I talked about it in surviving service. But actually, I want to backtrack a little bit um, from where we talked about already. Um, when I was a youth, and you were talking a minute ago about this, but when I was a youth. Um, you had a time where you suspended me from the youth band. I did. Um, when I was, I'm going to say 17. Sounds about Um, right. So, and Josh and I were talking about how, um, there were times we had to, um, in the worship episode, we were talking about how there's times that, you know, certain members of the youth band got suspended or asked to sit out for a time so as to correct their heart. Well, I went through that. Yes. And church number one. Um, I suspended you for some weeks, if not a few months. It even went through like a really large uh, youth rally and what have you. And so, yeah, we, we were bumping heads a little bit back then. Right. And and I, I even said in the previous episodes with Josh that, you know, back then with church, I was um, very aggressive. I was a young guy. I had a real attitude about everything. And, and, and I even said in there, I was wrong. You know, I was wrong about the way I did things. And so we had this night that I'm at, um, I'm at this, youth camp with a, uh, uh, a friend and a band I was playing with, um, that involved a couple of the guys and I'm at this camp and we're doing worship and all this is going on. And, um, he got to the last song and just the singer got up there by himself and he played some song. I forgot what the song was. I couldn't tell you if I had to. And, but it struck me, it struck me in a way that I, I left worship that night and I went back to my hotel room and I'm in the room and I called you, I want to say like at 1130 at night, like late. I, I, I'm anticipating that you're in bed. Um, I was expecting your voicemail. And quite honestly, you and I weren't even really that, you know, we didn't really like each other that much. So I'm surprised I had your phone number. Um, I might've got it from Mike or somebody who knows, but um, I called you like at 1130 at night. And I was like, you know what, dude, <sighs> you're, you're right. Like I've been wrong. I've been holding on to being wrong. But you're right. I, I'm wrong, and I messed this up. And we had this really cool moment where you told me on the phone, you're like, dude, that's what I've been waiting to hear for. Because Okay, so let me paint the picture. You're the youth mister, and I'm a youth. So um, well, though we've known each other, we didn't know each other intimately, um, 
or, you know, closely. Um, and up to this point, we've been butting heads like crazy and fighting about everything. Um, and so you said, you were saying, uh, man, that's awesome. That's what I've been looking for from you, dude. Like, that's what I, you know, that's what I need to hear. And that was kind of the catalyst to our relationship that you can fast forward, you know, 20 years now from that. And we are where we are today, where we still do ministry together. So that was kind of the first time you and I butted heads. And then, um, as Josh and I were discussing, there was a second time that you and I butted heads, uh, 10 years ago, well, actually 11 years ago, 11 years ago, you and I butted heads again, where there was, um, I was, uh, we were doing ministry together. Um, I was in a situation and you were telling me, Hey, that situation is not going to, not going to work out for you. And I was feeling like, man, he's just being negative. You know, he just doesn't like it. You know, it, it was a person I was spending time with. And I was like, ah, oh, he just doesn't like this person, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, and blah, blah, blah on this. And so then I'm running my mouth. I'm just, ah, you know, Phil's, you know, just, I ah, just, you know, he's being a pain in my butt. He's this, that, and the other, you know, he's up my butt about, you know, this and that. And, you know, and I do, you know, I'm up here early. He's not up here early. I, you know, I make our ministry happen and all that, you know, this pig headed attitude stuff. And so you and I had this hard falling out whenever it all hit the fan. Um, for it was, man, what was it? A couple months. I don't even know how long, but I, I want to say it was like yeah. mid summer because it all happened. You were on vacation in California and then we didn't reconcile until October. That's and right. so it was some months. Yeah. And so, and Josh and I tell that story in surviving service, but um, for you and I to heal, we had this second time, but you know, much more, uh, much graver time where I had to go to you and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And for the healing to happen, like a, I had to, I had to take the knife out of your back because, um, just the way the human body works, you, you can't heal while there's a knife in the wound. You got to take the knife out, then the wound can heal. Um, and so many things have to happen um, emotionally for that process. You have to have um, reconciliation. You have to have repentance. You have to have an apology. You have to have a grants. You have to have love. I mean, you have to have so many things that play into this. And Josh and I really kind of told that story from my point of view. And I just wanted to hear your point of view about, you know, what was on the other side? What is it like whenever you're reconciling with a brother and you were the one that was wronged? Well, I, I definitely don't feel overly comfortable about, you know, all this discussion just from a standpoint that Adam is my brother. I've known you for decades and, um, the relationship that we have now is incredible. Um, you know, the, the different things that, that Adam has done that you've done for me, um, over the years. And even since this moment that we're talking about from 11 years ago, yeah. um, Adam's been there for me with my family in ways that I'm not going to disclose, uh, openly here because it's just too private and personal to me. Like things where, you know, uh, that I was going through a lot of just challenges in life and, you know, literally life and death situations. And the support that he gave me is just something that is priceless. And so, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable talking about things that, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it was a negative thing, but I will say that, you know, whenever you came to me, I, I've listened to all three episodes and, you know, you kind of character, charactered me as being ambushed with a dinner, which was kind of true. It's the way and, it felt. And that, you know, I was all ready, guns geared and loaded and locked, loaded, ready to go throw down. Uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, I, I was ready for whatever, not necessarily what I was looking for, but I can respond if needed, I guess. But, yeah. um, but no, I mean, it was just, you said very succinctly, I'm sorry. You know, I mean, wasn't a big, long drawn out, like, and then this, and then that like confession moment, but it was like, Hey man, this is what I did. Sorry. And for me, um, it was refreshing. You know, it was like, I want to get reconnected with my brother. I want to have that um, brotherhood, that camaraderie that we all need to have in our lives, especially when we're talking about our walk with the Lord and ministry that we were doing and things of that nature. And it's, it's so valuable that the people that are closest to you, they are worth fighting for. They are worth swallowing pride and reconnecting and fighting off any type of would-be division that comes between, you know, two people that were really close. And 
Yeah. You know, you, you've been one of the, the most loyal people that I know in my life, you know, I mean, um, and I'm talking about outside of my own marriage because there's, that's the ultimate level of loyalty as far as I'm concerned is your spouse. But as far as, you know, friend or someone that I would call brother, you know, through Christ in the sense that, um, you know, if you ever say that you're going to be there, you're going to be there. And if, you know, you, you may be going through a little struggle or something like that, like a storm comes through and then, you know, I don't know, Hey, do you need a hand? You know, there's a hurricane just ripped through here and, you know, you've come over and helped me, you know, cut trees up and stuff like that or whatever. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. And that um, one that took out your truck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but you know, it's, it's things where, um, this is real, you know, that's, that's loyalty. And that's, even whenever it's inconvenient, you're willing to like step up and go above and beyond. And, and so whenever you're talking about, well, what does all this mean to me and how does it look from my standpoint? Like, that's what I'm fighting for. That's what I gain is my relationship. I mean, and I would say hands down the closeness that we have now on this side of church one, church two is way more in depth and for lack of better words, complicated because it's multifaceted. We've got two families now and, you know, we're doing this podcast thing and, uh, well, I'm not on, we're not on crosscast right now. We're on into the mire, but, uh, yeah. but anyway, we're doing your podcast, <laughs> which we just so, recorded a whole crosscast yeah, episode talking yeah. about this. And I'm looking at the logo in front of my face right now too. But anyway, um, but anyway, I, um, it meant a lot. And, and it, you know, and I think the thing is, is that whenever you're going to have re- reconciliation, it's not about standing over somebody and saying, ha, told you, you know? <laughs> And I didn't even want I need that. you to tell me again that I was yeah, right. Yeah. Hold on, everybody, everybody. Hey, come over here. Check this out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I'm just saying that it's not even something that I even want to glory in. It's just, I just want there to be brotherhood. Right. Like, if it's over, man, thank God it's over. Like, I don't want it. I don't I don't want division. I don't want there to be problems. And... um, Like I said, it's even kind of uncomfortable talking about it right now because I don't want there to be problems. I don't even like going into the mire. So <laughs> well, and, and for me on the other side as the person who came to the point, I realized I got to apologize. Um, it sucks because I was really just kind of hoping it was going to wash under the bridge and you were just going to like call me one day like, Hey dude, you want to go do this? You know, this thing I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll meet you there. And it was all just going to be over. You know, but in after a while, you just come to realize like, oh man, like I actually have to put in work and I actually have to fix this. You know, it's not going to fix itself. I have to actually do the work, put in the effort to heal this. Um, and, th- and, th- and that was the hard part for me was to say, I have to swallow my pride. I have to go to Philip. I have to apologize. I have to be sincere because here's the other thing. After I apologize... Well, now I've got to live up to what I said, because if I turn around and stab you in the back again, well, now what just happened? You know, what's your response the next time I say sorry? You know, the the trust disappears. Yeah, there's definitely, you don't want to make the situation worse, uh, especially when things may be a little bit, um, you know, delicate, if that's the best way to put it, I guess. Um, But no, I, I think that, um, and I, I also, you know, talking about, uh, and, and I'm not even saying this is even related, so please don't let me think that I'm injecting any meaning or definition to what was said, but, right. um, but you know, there was something that even Josh said that, you know, and I agree cause I was young back then too. I mean, I'm old now. <laughs> I was kind of like older, younger back then. Uh, but what, what's funny is like how headstrong you were back. I mean, we all were. Oh my gosh. You. No, I was probably the worst. I'm not going to lie. I was probably the worst for sure. I was hearing some of that stuff. I was like, yeah, that, that made sense to me back then. Right. When you, <laughs> but, when you hear yourself from back then. Oh God, I don't even listen to that anymore. Oh, yeah. Like I've got, I've got tapes, cassette tapes. I've got tapes. Of, I don't even know who. Uh, <laughs> if you don't want Jesus, you can just burn in hell. Just burn. Oh, I should, <laughs> I should have said that. Yeah. So anyway, um, but no, I, I was very strong-willed. Um, I look at that back then as a younger person. You know, you have more of that stiff-necked, hard-headed, um, right? Younger pizzazz and energy, and 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 I had come out of a bad situation spiritually in my own personal walk, and to overcome that, I just I was in fighting mode. I was in right. survival mode. And if you're gonna get close to me, like this is a fight. 
you're you're welcome to come fight alongside of me but we're in a fight and don't you forget it you know and it was like we're not playing church this is a war we're in a war zone i'm still kind of in like i still have that same mindset right and it comes out you know with all the stuff we do and crosscast and stuff but um but back then it was a lot more raw because the fight was a lot more like recent for my own personal walk i'm talking me personally nobody else just me the stuff that i went through and you know my own sin my own uh things that I had to go to the Lord for. And, and coming out of that, it's like, I don't ever want that to happen again. Therefore we will not have any ounce of sin anywhere at all. If right. I identify it, I will destroy it, you know? <laughs> so it's like righteous, clean vessels everywhere. Um, I like what Josh said. Um, he said that, you know, now, and Josh is still young, so he's not old yet. So, so uh, me being old, he's going to be 30 this year, right? Yeah, it kind of tripped me out. I was like, oh my gosh, he's yeah. old. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I, I, would, I was going to say that he said um, that there'd be a lot more grace involved. Right. And yeah, I definitely think that there's a lot more grace that should be involved when dealing with people. Um, and and I, I think that that's something where um, I made my own mistakes, you know? I, I really did. I made my own mistakes. I, I, I'm not going to get into what my mistakes were, but... <laughs> uh, so no need for that right now. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't care to, you know, th- this is all about concept of working through issues, overcoming right. them. I want to keep this positive, you know, cause it is, I feel positive about the things that I learned from, from everything, all my experiences, uh, both successful and my mistakes, my failures, my sin. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, who doesn't look back at their younger days saying, well, I would have done that differently. Self-righteous people. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would say that, that there's that element that you only get to do life one time. Right. You're only going to be in the phase that you're in right now one time, and then it just passed because now we're in the new present. The present keeps moving, and you don't ever get to go back and undo those things. You can try to go back and address them, you know, try to make amends and, and, and seek for that resolution and then move forward at that point. But you can't go back and relive the past and, you know, make those different decisions and alter the reality and offshoots of new, whatever worlds that, that, that don't exist. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's kind of uncomfortable conversation, uh, for me personally, because, um, you know, I don't like talking about bad things. Um, that was a bad thing, but not, it wasn't the defining thing of like everything that we did and all the ministry that, that we uh, accomplished in, in Christ. And, you know, um, there's a lot of really good things that happened, man. I, I, I have very, you know, little regret from the standpoint of doing the ministry and all the projects that we worked on and stuff like that. I have probably lots of regrets of my own personal cause everybody, you know, critiques himself yeah. saying, man, I could have done that better. Well, and after, after Josh and I talked about that and after Josh and I uh, recorded that episode, I'll put it that way. Um, again, surviving service. So if you don't, if you haven't listened to it, then you don't know what we're saying. Um, but after we record that episode, I'm going back and listening to it because that's what you do, right? Yeah. You go back and listen to your, your body of work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's not pretentious at all, but I'm listening to it. And I was thinking, because when we're talking about that part, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, one, I should really get Philip's point of view on this. Um, hence this episode. So you can kind of defend yourself in case I, I said something wrong. No, nah, I'm, I'm good. But, um, then two, I was thinking, uh, we need to talk about this because resolution between Christians, um, we say all the time, God is a God of, um, reconciliation, but what does that reconciliation look like? Well, you and I went through a really, really rocky path because again, this was like a couple of months, but previous to this, it was like a year of us constantly butting heads. Josh and I talked about a time that I, I blew up on you in the right before youth rally, standing in the disco church. ball. That's what it was. Yeah, disco was, ball. I didn't want. I was like, we gotta put a disco ball up here. Like, dude, the disco ball is not going up there. Kaboom! Yeah, fireworks. Just, we it, had fireworks instead of a disco ball. <laughs> Adam blew up. Then I blew up. Right. Well, anyway, so it was then, very. It was very churchy. Oh, uh, dude, it was, ex- <laughs> it was. It was color. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was explosive. Anyways, but so then the third thing I was thinking about was. Um, what was, what would life, what would life have been if, if we hadn't reconciled? Oh my gosh. Um, I have no way of telling you what it'd be like 
because of, again, things I'm not going to disclose that are personal to me and my family between Adam and my family and his family. Um, all that right. would just simply be gone. And I can't even speak to that. I mean, we're doing this, uh, podcast, you know, right. Four right years now. of this podcast. Yeah. Well, this is into the mire now, but it's a it's four a, episodes of this podcast. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah. So episode four wouldn't be in your podcast. Uh, but no, I'm just saying that, um, I, 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 don't, I can't even qualify it. I mean, to me, right. it's, it's priceless. Brothers in Christ, what value do you put on a strong brother in your life? I right. mean, Adam's like one of the, if not the closest person in my life that's outside of my family. And, um, that would all be forfeit. That all be gone. And, and I, I don't like knowing that, 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 that could be out there where I'm missing somebody in my life that, yeah. you know, that that's not how I would want it. Um, so it's important, I, I think to, to keep this more focused on people listening versus you and I just talking about the past that we know all about right? our own past, but to, to, to share to other people, to encourage other people, this is the word I was looking for. Thank you, Lord. Encourage other people to, to seek reconciliation, man. Don't let things that are, I mean, there's important things in life to take a stance on. Okay. Now I'm not saying there's not because the Bible lets you know where those are. Okay. But try to keep the priority in the things that are major, keep those major. And one of those things that are priority, one of the major things in life is the relationships that we have with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And there's already plenty of division in the world. There's wars going on right now because of division. There's division in the church of God. There's division in homes. There's divorce you know, things like that falling out. I mean, there's gangs, rival gangs and all, there's so much division. Like, let's just not add to it. And if you have a problem a beef, uh, an issue with, you know, someone else, especially if they were like really close to you. And I think that's what we're kind of talking about right here. That's applicable for this topic, for this discussion is the people that you were really close to, not strangers per se, but like, Right. People you're really close to. Well, fellow Christians. Yeah. Don't let something that happened just completely blow up the relationship because you're robbing yourself. You're robbing each other. And I don't care if you were the one that did the wrong or if you're the one that was wronged. Right. I'm saying that regardless of what side that you find yourself on, and maybe it's a combination of both because you kind of did some exchanges, but that needs to be reconciled in love. And, and, and what you gain on the other side of it, man, how do I even put that into words? What you gain back? Well, see, and that's, that, that's, that's part of it. Cause again, you and I were fighting, we were arguing, we were going back and forth. We, you know, we kind of referenced to it as back then as we were like two bulls in a China shop sometimes. Well, I mean, we weren't like hating each other per no. se. It was more like the, it, we, we were real aggressive towards one yeah, another. We were both younger and. Well, I mean, like we were like really busy on projects and things. We we were doing a lot back then. Holy cow, we were doing a lot. But yeah, Josh and I talked about yeah, how much is going dude, on. Dude, we were doing so much, and so the aggression in multiple locations. Yeah, on top the, of the lack of other. patience. You're tired. It's the grind, and there's good product on the other end. But it's like we were dealing with each other in a very aggressive manner, which doesn't help yeah. a, a working relationship. Hey, just do this because well, I'm doing something else. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Well, anyways, but so. Y- y- you know, we were a little bit back and forth. And so the difference between what happened with us is, is this, um, you and I were face to face. And so, you know, if you're stabbing me, you're stabbing me in the face and, you know, to the front. But then I was talking smack about you behind your back, which is where I messed up because instead of just telling you, look, dude, look, I, I need this of you. I need you to, I need you to knock it off. I need you to do this. I need you. Instead I was going around like, man, dude, if Philip could just blah, blah, blah. You know, if he could just this or he doesn't do this. Uh, I heard a, a teaching one time. People were talking about absolutes where um, in interpersonal relationships, if you speak in absolutes, you're wrong. Yeah. You always, you never. Yeah, exactly. If you say you always do this, you're wrong. You never do. What you're doing is you're choosing to focus on the negative and let that negative become 100% of your view of that person which is what I did. I let the negative become 100% of you of my, so now you're a negative thought to me. And so instead of going to you, it's easier to run my mouth and talk smack. And what happened is I ended up burning down my own house. 
you know, and I should say by the time you and I had this explosion, I'd already left the church three. And so we were kind of out from under the same roof and a little bit separate, but I took the negativity with me. And so we were still having problems, even though we were doing ministries separate from one another, we were already doing separate ministries when the fallout occurred. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, it's because y'all were too close. We'd already gained distance. And yet it still happened because there was underlying issues there. And I wasn't handling things properly. I wasn't going to you. I was smiling to your face and then, you know, talking smack behind your back. And that's all on me. And I owned that, you know, 11 years ago. But so for me, as the person doing the offending, I had to swallow my pride and I had to go to you and I had to say, hey, Christian brother, hey, person in my life, hey, person that is well aware of everything I've been saying because somebody else told you, not me, um, I got found out, um, person that I offended, all this stuff I did that I really didn't want you to know about and now you do and you see me in the light that I painted myself in. Now I'm sorry and I need you to forget about all this. Yeah, I was glad to. <laughs> because you are just so so righteous. No, no, I just yeah, I don't really have anything to say just because it's really not my story to tell, but well, but I, it's the um, work that had to go into it because that's the work of reconciliation and that's what we're called to. That's yeah. what God expects from us. Yeah, I I'm I'm just again, I to keep all of this very positive because I still take away the the relationship that I have with Adam. Uh, as a positive and, and, um, reconciliation is a, is an amazing thing. You know, if, if, uh, you really work at it and pray over it and things of that nature. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know what else to say about it. I don't really want to, you know, right. Know. It, well, like I said, it's a, it's, it's a heavy conversation for, you know, our, our past. And I, well, it, it, it is a heavy conversation, past, but no, it is a heavy conversation. But there's just a lot to be, uh, to, to be gleaned from it. You know, this is one, like I was explaining to Josh, this is the one time in my life where I was really like, man, I got, I have to go exercise these principles. I have to go to him and I can't hide behind. I can't lie. Like you already knew. I can't lie. Um, I can't hide behind anything. I can't give half truths. I can't, you know, if you study sociology, there's a concept. Um, it's called face work. Um, you probably heard it expressed in just common life as saying, save a little face. Um, they're just trying to save some face. Um, and in sociology it's called face work. And what that is, is whenever you tell the story of this bad thing you did, say, um, say you got fired from your job, you got fired from your job because you were literally playing on your phone, sitting in the back corner, not working, hoping nobody was going to see you. And then the boss found you. You got caught doing it six times or whatever. He fired you. You getting fired is entirely your fault. But when you tell the story of you getting fired, you tell people, well, you know, they were doing cutbacks. You know, they had to cut people back or, hey, this guy's had it in for me. Or, but you paint yourself in a better light. That is called face work. And whenever we go to apologize to one another and whenever we go to reconcile with one another, I would dare say 99% of the time face work comes into play. Sorry to punch you in the face, but like someone moved my hand, balled <laughs> yeah. up my fist and it hits you in the mouth. And I mean, exactly. I'm sorry it happened, but you know, circumstances. Exactly. So uh, that that's what we do because we don't ever want to see ourselves as the villain and we don't ever want to see ourselves as um, not in the right or as that bad or that we did that stupid thing or whatever. But in this wonderful situation you and I had, um, you'd already found out and I couldn't do, I could not do any face work. I could not hide. I could not tell a lie. I could not, um, uh, rework the details to make me feel better about it. Um, it, I, I was left bare in this and I had to go to you with nothing, but yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You and know? you know, I, I think about, you know, people's decisions and life choices and, you know, situations that they find themselves in. I don't think anybody, necessarily sets out to go and get themselves in a jam. People are human. People make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. I make mistakes. Uh, you know, again, that's why I was saying like, this wasn't anything to glory in and like, right. Oh yeah. You know um, it, it, what? No. What, 
we all mess up. We all need the same salvation that comes from Christ. We all need to try to work through our problems and, and make things right and, you know, make it a good environment to make things right. And, and again, this life is short. I mean, ask me, I know I'm not even the oldest guy on the planet, but I know that I'm getting there and I've probably right. lived most of my life. I've got less of my life in front of me and I'm okay with that. Um, definitely have regrets in the past. Um, but the thing is, is that I can make my decision better each day as I go forward. At least that's the, that's the effort that I have, but don't waste time when things could be made right. Right. Like, you know, don't, don't let the little things blow up amazingly good things. Well, and also it's amazing how little you care about stuff, the older you get and the more you mature. Josh and I spent a lot of time talking about how much uh, we matured since 10 years ago. Um, yeah, now you're shaving and everything yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, there, well, there was this moment, I think a year ago, maybe two years ago, I think a year ago, um, where you called me and you said, hey man, here's this big drama at our church, right? This is what's playing out. Um, there's people leaving the church. There's, you know, whatever, 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 right? And you were explaining to me the details. Um, and you were like, well, what do you think? And I told you, I said, you know what, man, um, historically I would have absolutely loved to get all these details. I would be the first person to spread these details. And I would also be the first person to start throwing stones, but I've got to the point in my life. God has matured me enough in my life. Thank God that he has that. Now, whenever I start hearing church drama, I don't have time to throw stones anymore. Well, I didn't leave. I was like, well, if they got drama. Yeah, exactly. And you're, yeah, you're still the church. But, you know, when you called me with it and you're like, dude, it's, it's explosive. You know, the the worship band left. Yeah, more or less. Like, well, I mean, I think, what was it? I know that. I don't want to get into it, but yeah. Anyways. I mean, in all seriousness, like, I, I, I know enough. I'm not even involved with any of it, but I know enough. But it, the point is, is like, my focus is so elsewhere. Right. Like it's like for real, like I don't have the energy or the time for that extra curricular behavior. And I'm more about, you know, trying to maintain my own life, my own family, my own ministry that I have with God that he's bestowed upon me. I am not going to go look for more complications in my life. I don't need them. I got plenty with where I go already. And I think that's part of the maturity is that you get to a point, at least for me, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. I'm speaking for myself. Right. That that I find myself like I'm tired when I go to bed. I'm sleepy. Like I'm not looking to get involved in some other you know story right. somewhere else. It's like man, God, just be with them over there. <laughs> yeah, and this beef that you and I had, this beef, yeah. so nineties, yeah, it is 90s. so nineties. This issue you and I had with each other, we can call it beef. I um, like 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> Anyways, so this cow you and I had was um this uh it, it, it came from the drama. It came from the, from the immaturity. It came mm-hmm. from these issues. And as I get older now, I see it as, you know, whenever I have the opportunity to throw stones at somebody. Hey man, these stones are so heavy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more, <laughs> it takes so much energy and effort to just right, to put it where it needs up. to be. It's like, I'm tired. <laughs> Go lay down. <laughs> well, well, it goes, it goes right into what Christ was teaching about, you know, whoever, you know, whoever doesn't have sin, Hey, you get to throw the first one. Right. Right. Um, but so I don't, I don't have the desire to throw it anymore. So back when, when all this happened, you know, 11 years ago, um, there was that attitude I had of, I stand on the Bible Mm -hmm. and, you know, because I use the Bible to justify the stuff that I do. Ergo, I'm not wrong. My point of view is perfect because I have at least two scriptures that can back it <laughs> old up. Old and New Testament. Yeah, old <laughs> and New Testament, just in case you want to split the divide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just... It's just such a, slip a little gospel in there too. How, how many times have you heard these church arguments? Oh, that's uh, old school. That's yeah, Old Testament. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's for church pastors. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, but anyways, so um, but I in, you I used to want to throw the stones. I used to want to be there. I used to want to be like, oh, what they say? Oh, what are they doing? Oh, well, let me get the scriptures I have for that and let's go fight about it. You know, I used to want to do this. I've got a Bible thesaurus quick word search for right. that argument. <laughs> and what I have left in my wake now as a 35-year-old guy is a bunch of people that don't like me. Yeah. Oh, there was one other thing that I wanted to correct for the record. Um, 
you said that you destroyed a lot of the the first church. Uh, as I, if I recall correctly, I remember Josh destroying quite a bit as well. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if we want to talk about uh, the power line or if we want to talk about you know some back guards. Oh, dude, yeah, Josh <laughs> threw a bat into the power line. Was it? <laughs> yeah, a metal bat. Oh, I forgot yeah. he smashed the backboard. Backboard, I yeah. That. I thought it was going to ricochet. No, it shattered. Oh, he threw a, a rock, rock at it. That's what it was. <laughs> Shower oh, down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so I just want to set the record straight. Adam was not the only destructive one. Uh, hence, um, and, and then whenever Adam talks about, my dad built this church. No, your dad repaired all of your like deconstruction going on. No, demo work. Yeah, he <laughs> built it and repaired it. I, I remember my dad and I had to patch a hole in the wall uh-huh. um, where I was... I want to say I was chasing Josh. You didn't make the turn. Yeah, I I didn't turn and I went straight along into the wall. Well, the issue was yep. I put my hands out to catch myself, mm-hmm. but I also put my foot up and it went right between two studs. Yeah, and just poof, blew like yeah. a enormous. Uh, I, I want to say like eighteen inch by like ten inch hole, just boom in the wall instantly, and immediately everybody's like. Hmm. <laughs> it's a good thing your dad knows how to build this place. <laughs> right. It's like odds are my dad probably put that wall there. Yeah. So that's okay, guys. My dad um, my dad's got this. That's, yeah. that's cool. I got a construction team. <laughs> <laughs> dad. <laughs> Which is that happened again. <laughs> uh, dude, man, oh my gosh, man, we had so much stuff going in that church. Um and Josh and I talked about that at the end of that episode about, you know, the idea of whether or not we should go reconcile there. Oh man, um, yeah, no, that was really cool. I um, which goes right with this topic. Yeah, so. no, I, man, I would get. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. I mean, you walk your own <laughs> path, but I, I just want to see reconciliation. You know, yeah. all the way around. I mean, seriously, like I, dude. I mean, how many people are actually living for the Lord today? You know, and then if you're going to take all the people who live for the Lord today, and then, and then go and and, and make enemies or make division among them man, you're really cutting back on the body and, and, and being one cohesive unit in, in the kingdom of God. Like, don't do that. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think God has a sense of humor too because I think that a lot of the people that have beef, going back to the 90s, yeah, when music made sense, um, <laughs> is that, um, and we were playing a lot of Third Day, by the way. Um, yeah, and Tomlin, every time. Um, but anyway, it's it's like um if if you're able to go back and 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 make amends i think god really blesses that but i think for those who don't make amends i think god has a sense of humor that he's probably going to put you in the next door mansion forever and eternity to like figure it out you know get, right. get over it for eternity it's like Every hey, morning you got to walk outside. Yeah, Hi, neighbor. Yeah. What's easier, you know, going through a moment where it's a little uncomfortable and then you reconnect or like just carry your beef for your little 40 years left on the planet and then live for eternity, eternity next to each other. Right. <laughs> you know, well, and just, to, I'm just joking. I'm not saying that's biblical, but it's, it's just an idea. Yeah. Well, and just to add a little more color to this. So you and I just recorded previous to this, a episode of Crosscast. Well, two episodes of Crosscast. Yes. Right before we recorded this. Yes. Um, and we were talking about um, political separation in the church. Yep. About how people will literally take the typical politics lines, Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, however you want to label it, um, and will allow that to cause dissension and separation and problems in the church. In the church. And what God would see is recon- reconciliation. What that means is um, don't let your political view, which does not matter because the Republicans and the Democrats are both part of the Washington party, which is why they didn't want Trump elected. Cause he's not a Washington elite. He's not a, you know, a career politician. You know what I mean? He's not in the club. So that alone right there, the fact that both Democrats and Republicans, especially Republicans were saying never Trump. It lets you know right there that there's a club that they're all in. So don't let these party lines cause division in the house of God because God's looking down at that and saying, okay, well you hate him because he voted for the guy you don't like. And he doesn't like you because you agree with something he doesn't agree with. And the two of you have, um, if you let it come to fruition, it's going to be hatred. Well, we're talking about feelings, right? Right. People being led around by feelings. Let's be led by the spirit of God. Let's be led by his word, his instruction, sound doctrine, and be, 
surrendered to the Lord, Jesus Christ, let him Lord over you. And then if we're doing that, then relationships will be a lot more stable. If there is some type of offense, because we are imperfect people, then we would be quick to come back and say, Hey man, I am so sorry. That's my bad. I did not mean to disrespect. I did not mean to do that to you or yours or whatever. And then, and then there should be like, Hey man, I love you. Like, man, no problem, man. I like, I support you. You, you, you haven't lost me. And, and that's something that we need because of all the division that's already taken place. I mean, again, we're talking about civil war in America. I mean, that's actually being right. openly discussed on all kinds of platforms. I'm talking big mainstream media platforms. And it's almost like, that's what they want, man. Nothing's going to be solved from doing civil war. And you can take no. that right into your church, right into your family and friends. And look, man, I know if there is some sort of endangerment that you can't be around somebody, that's a whole nother level. Like, you know, you can't be around someone that's going to threaten you with violence and stuff like that, like in a, right. in a family. I'm not talking about that type of thing. I'm talking about where someone gets offended because something was said or whatever, like just like you're talking about like the gossip stuff and, you know, that type thing. Man, like let's major on the majors. Let's minor on the minors. Um, I, I love the church. I, I love my brothers, my sisters, in Christ. Um, Christ died for us. We are his. We're going to live with him for eternity. We're going to live together for eternity. And, um, you know, and Christ doesn't take any satisfaction in us being at each other's neck. He, he doesn't right. like it when we bicker, when we fight. He, he doesn't like that. He, you know, we're his bride. Don't mess with his bride. Would you like somebody to go and start a, a quarrel with your bride? Absolutely not. You know? Um, so I, I um, yeah, I, I wish that there could have been a lot of different things back then. Um, and, and you know, I, I can't undo what has been done. Um, but, you know, look, I, I think that um, the, you know, speaking between you and I is already stated that I can't put a value on this. It's it's a priceless value to me. Right. The relationship that I have with, with Adam and ministry that we're even continuing to do and the relationship that our families have, um, it's it's awesome. And, and I wouldn't, tra- I wouldn't trade it or change it, um, at all. I mean, if anything, I'd say, Hey man, let's just, you know, have more time to do things, but you know, life, life schedules happen, but, yeah. um, but no, man, it's a pretty heavy topic. I, um, yeah, I appreciate it. It's a little bit, um, got to tiptoe around the tulips here, but <laughs> <laughs> well, and so everything we're talking about here. So we get to the end, right? We, we, we get to this final idea of one day Christ comes back. Like you said, one day Christ comes back and he comes to his church, to his bride, to his people. And there's, I mean, we already have, um, doctrinal division. We already have, um, denominations that can't stand each other. We have people that can't stand to be in the same building of the same denomination because they like more hymns than we do or whatever have you. Um, so we already have so much separation in the bride and then inside the single church building, then we have, um, separation in the same congregation. Um, of I don't like you and you don't like me, which is like what we're talking about here now. Um, interpersonal Christ comes back and all this is going on. They worship like this and we don't like that. They speak in tongues and we don't agree um, bickering and arguing and back and forth. And now Christ shows up on the scene. And I mean, yeah. How often do we think about the fact of what does he see? You know, what, what, what does he see? Well, it's nothing that we would be proud of. I mean, pride goes before the fall, but it's definitely something that we need his forgiveness, his grace, his mercy. You know, it's, it, you know, we make such a mess of things, uh, unfortunately. Right. You know, and of ourselves, we're we're sinful, we're flawed, and and that shows through in our efforts. And we daily need to crucify the flesh. We daily need to turn to Him and ask for His direction and guidance and protection um, from our own carnal desires and our own carnal feelings and fleshly urges to get back, get even, get ahead, step on, stab in the back and stab in the front and gang up on and instead of trying to build up the church, build up your friendships, your relationships, your brotherhoods. And, you know, that's something that, um, you know, it takes a lot more work. I've said this before that it takes a lot of work. Um, You know, I don't know if 
it's, I don't think it's really a secret, but Adam builds guitars. Um, it's, it's something that he's been oh, getting into. It was a secret. But. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you can edit that out. So Adam builds something. It's like Adam builds beep. So, uh, but Adam, Adam's getting involved building guitars. Um, beautiful craftsmanship. I look at it and I'm just like, wow, that is amazing. And I wish I could play guitar. I can't play guitar, but I look at the, the, the work, the, the precision for straightness and angles where it needs to be an angle and measurements and length and setting all of these things. And, and, um, I could, I'm not saying I could never do that, but like there's a level of, of skill and ability and talent that God has put in Adam and his family where he comes from working with wood and things. And I'd say what I could do, I could run it over with my truck. (laughs) I could set it on fire. I could blow it up. I could shoot it with my guns. I could, you know, smash it against a brick wall. And I could do that in a second. And I could just obliterate an amazing piece of craftsmanship and art and, and even science that's in it. And, um, so that too, with our relationships, I can destroy any relationship in just seconds. Anybody can destroy relationships in seconds, but it takes a lot of effort, a lot of skill, a lot of just this total commitment and working on relationships to make them amazing relationships, whether it's your marriage, your family, brothers, sisters, your parents, your uncles, cousins, in-laws, outlaws, your best friends, ministry partners, it takes work. And if you stay committed to the work, if you stay committed to the effort, then you're going to have a much more quality relationship wherever you put that time in. And right. look at marriages that have been going on for decades. That didn't happen by accident. You cannot look at a good marriage that's lasted for decades and say, oh, that was, yeah, of course. Well, it's it's Papa and Nana, of course. They've been, like, right. no, they had to work at that. You better believe that they put in the time and the level of sacrifice required to achieve such a wonderful relationship. And that's what right. needs to happen in our relationships with our ministry partners, you know, whatever, pastor boards and congregational teams and like we have to invest in these relationships and protect them. And when there is a divide, when there is a falling out, man, secure it immediately. Don't try to wedge it open further, like work at getting, can you imagine, can you imagine if everybody did that instead of having a bunch of splits, you had stronger teams right. to go out and, and do things. I mean, look at the military. They don't go out Han Solo. Even a sniper will have a spotter and even a sniper team will go out you have a team and you're much more effective than just lone wolfing it. That's like Hollywood. That's fake. You need a team, a group to go in with you to do a better job. And well, watch your watch your back, watch your parameters. Yeah. And then if you start slipping, they can say, Hey dude, like we need to shore this up. Like you're kind of off right here. Like, you know, you're you're like pointing in the wrong direction. That's like accountability and all this other amazing thing that you're neglecting. And um, and I, you know, you you said a second ago, like you know, can you imagine what it had been like? I, I well, I, I think that it, it, it's safe to say that there's relationships, you know, from my past that were ministry related that it's just a question mark, you know, what it, what it, what it could have been, you know, I, and I, I, yeah. I'm at a loss, you know, and that's not something that's easy for me to say. I'm at a loss. I, I don't, I don't, that's not happy for me. That's sad. Um, but I, I think that, um, if you value God's command, if you value his kingdom, if you value his church, if you value the relationships of the people that he put in your life and you fight hard to protect those relationships, you're going to find a much richer outcome in nearly every facet of that, what that's touching, whether it's your ministry or your family, you know, your, your sphere of influence, uh, what you're fingerprinting on when it comes to, uh, again, ministry and, and service to the Lord. So um, that that would be my encouragement of your aim, you know, that you that you get to keep and gain. So yeah, um, yeah that's that's a big deal, um, especially in the time of division that we have all this crazy hate going on. Right, because we live in a world now of yeah, you pick your football team and that's your yeah, you know, it's like a gang. Yeah, you, we're divided on every. This this is one thing I I can't stand about America. Every topic has to be a two sides. Yeah, pick one. Can't yeah, do both. You're either the conservative or the liberal view. Yeah, I and, just I just opt out of stuff like that. Like I mean, I like yeah. sports, but dude, I'm not I'm not a fanatic. 
I'm just simply not. But anyway, right. that's kind of a side note. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, man, just God calls us into reconciliation and you and I had this really turbulent, crappy, I, to me, crappy. It was horrible. Like I said, I couldn't do any face work. I couldn't lie. I couldn't cover up details. You already had all the information. So I just had to be raw and real and um, really bite the bullet and just accept what kind of a horrible person I was at that time. And I had to go to you and just say, yeah, I've, I've really been that. I, I really did all that, you know, and that that's, it, it sucked. It was horrible for me um, to have to go through that. But again, like I said um, previous, what I was saving was worth it. You know, and fast forward 11 years where you and I sit in a room where we've been doing this for four years, um, actually moving in on five or like two months from five years now. Yeah. Um, wow. So for five years, um, so five of those 11 have been spent in this room. And then the six before that, we were, I mean, like you said, our families are intertwined. We've been, I mean, you married me to my wife. Yeah. You, you, you officiated our I wedding. officiated. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's so much to be gained from leaving, just l- biting the bullet. Um, accepting the responsibility and saying, yeah, this is going to be really uncomfortable, but then just going through it to heal yeah, and doing whatever it takes to heal. Yeah. So it's, it's worth it. Yeah. So, and amen to that. So with all that said, I think we're wrapping up. I will give you the last word. Well, um, man, I really, uh, appreciate the honesty. And again, I'll say that I don't revel or glory in any of the mistakes that any of us have ever made. Um, I just pray God's grace and mercy over it all. Um, and I definitely leave everyone listening with encouragement to, to strive, to try to meet that reconciliation moment, that reuniting and reunification. It's so good to have that, that reconnection. You feel whole again. You feel like, man, that's, it's, everything's where it's supposed to be now. It feels right. And, uh, and you can feel that affirmation of the spirit of God upon that relationship when it's mended. And, um, and that, and there's no substitute, you know, you can't be stiff necked or whatever. Just like, no, I'm right. You know, you just can't do that. Like you're just still going to be miserable, you know, <laughs> thinking that you're right. But, um, but no, I appreciate it. Uh, Adam didn't even give me any clue that we were going to do this. Uh, I did have two opportunities of two dry runs before this recording. Right. So it was slightly rehearsed. I think we recorded for six minutes. Yeah. So, but anyway, but I, I appreciate, um, you know, I guess being somewhat open. I'm still more of like, I don't want to disclose everything, but, um, <laughs> well, there's some details that, you know, we agreed a long time ago. This just yeah. doesn't, well, doesn't need over. to be talked. It's over with. I mean all good man it's all good grace covers and you know i love love my brother here and and you know there's no way i could have done a podcast without you because i do not know what all that stuff on the computer is yeah <laughs> like all the those links. are pixels yeah wow look how it moves <laughs> <laughs> yeah all of the uh the it stuff and the links and da da da. i'm like uh so fix it adam it won't work I'm like oh let me see it <laughs> yeah i had to do a lot to do yeah, a lot too. i'll probably be well, i mean i had to my, learn a lot i'll just say that way. yeah i'll probably be calling you when i'm trying to get mine going you already are I already are. You already are calling me. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you mean? I already are. I was like, Oh yeah, I already did that. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's cool, man. Appreciate it. It's cool being on into the mire. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm filthy. I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> you're filthy. <laughs> Wash my shoes. So anyway, no, uh, thanks. Uh, with all that said, thanks for listening guys. Uh,